Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we are talking about toxic people. Again, I mean, it's been a minute. I shouldn't say again. It's been a minute since I've talked about this, and I will put the previous episode in the show notes in case you need a little more on this topic. Um, and I, but I say this because, you know, the, this, like the negative part of our sport, I don't think anybody enjoys really talking about. And I know that I always probably mm, lean toward rant <laughs> on this topic um, because I just think it's so unhealthy, especially in a sport that we want to welcome newcomers in and we want to be supportive of one another that, you know, um, having to talk about and needing, you know, it's, it's important needing to talk about um, how to deal with toxic people in your world is incredibly important. Um, but I wish it wasn't. That's all. <laughs> That's my little disclaimer on myself. Um, because I wish that it wasn't the case, but it is. And the other week I posted a Brene Brown quote, and I'm going to read that to you in case you don't follow me on social, but you should. But in case you don't, um, the quote is, when someone spews something really hurtful, don't pick it up and hold it and rub it into your heart and snuggle with it and carry it around for a long time. Don't even put energy into kicking it to the curb. You got to see it, step over it or go around it and keep on going. Again, that's Brene Brown. And if you've ever heard her speak, like I love that I can kind of hear her voice <laughs> in that because it's definitely like how she would talk to us if she were across from us. Um, podcast goals, I guess. Um, but I think this is really important because one of the things that happens and the one of the things that makes makes like tough people, you know, toxic is kind of a loaded word, but we'll use it because it's pop because it's a popular term. That's why we'll use it. I don't necessarily agree with the term, another disclaimer, but we'll use it because it is the popular term. Um, when dealing with toxic people, one of the things that makes it so difficult is we is exactly what Brene is talking about. The fact that we pick it up, we keep it, we hang on to it, we snuggle with it, as she says, and we make it part of our story. You know, and another thing Brene Brown is really famous for that I love is this concept of, you know, what is the story you're telling yourself? Right. What is this? Because as we've discussed many times and will again, you know, self-talk and what we say to ourselves is more powerful than what anyone else could say to us. So why then um, do toxic people, mean girls at the dog show, whatever, whatever, why are they so sticky in our brains? Why do we hang on to it and snuggle with it, etc.? And I think that 
it's the reason is easy, right? I think that those words, those thoughts or actions really play on our insecurities and they they kind of get right to the heart of the things that we're afraid of in ourselves that we are afraid of being true like we hear that and we think what if that's true or do people really think that is that da 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 and it goes back to something um that is really quite anthropological which is it is in our best interest as a species to be on the lookout for the negative okay because bears can kill us, right? So we are like wired by DNA to keep an eye out for hurtful things so in our environment so that we can avoid them and live another day. And the same goes for negative comments because again, we're wired to look for the negative. Like if you think about it right now in this moment, wherever you're listening, there are hundreds of things that are positive that are going right for you. If you're driving, your car's working, your radio, your stereo system's working, um, or your headphones or wherever you're listening, that's working. Your dogs are with you, traffic is moving. Um, you know, you remember to pack your lunch, like whatever. I mean, literally we could go on. There are at least probably, I mean, you could easily come up with 20. I bet we could come up with 50 things that are going right for you in this moment. And so what we do as a species is we, kind of ignore those um, because they're fine. They don't need our attention, right? And so when someone says or does or you see the hurtful thing, that is why it gets so much attention because all of our focus now goes to that thing because that's the dangerous thing, okay? And studies, science, etc., has shown that we believe negative things about ourselves so much easier than we believe the positive. Um, if you're not sure if this is true, think about the last time someone gave you a compliment and what did you do with that compliment? Did you just say thanks and smile? Did you say, did you like make an excuse for it? You'd be like, oh, thanks. It's no big deal. Or this sweater, it's old. Or, oh, you're so nice, but you know, you don't need to have to say that. You know, those are ways that we deflect and we're deflecting good things. So it is from the outside, from this point of view, from this moment in my home, you know, recording this, it's really easy to see how illogical it is for us to deflect the good, but keep the bad right? I mean, it's, it sounds ridiculous. However, we're wired to do it that way. Okay. And again, insert science here, but it has been studied. And so what happens is, is even to um, make up for, I'll say something negative, we need like something like 10, like seven to 10 positives to make up for one negative. I mean, the math is really wonky here. Again, another reason I don't trust math. Um, kidding. That's a, a joke if you've been listening. Um, anyway, so, but it does. It takes a lot more positive things to erase or push out a negative. And, you know, I've also been talking a lot this year already about habits, right? Everybody's into resolutions and new goals and setting good habits and things like that. And so that's been on my mind, obviously. And, you know, we can't just stop 
doing something, we, we replace it, right? We replace it with a better habit. Um, just like the puppy with the shoe. We don't take the shoe away and leave them with nothing. We take the shoe away and give them something more appropriate to chew on. So we have to replace our thoughts, replace our habits with better ones. Otherwise, we leave this vacuum, okay? So the same thing is happening a little bit with the toxic comment or action or whatever is that you remove that and you say, okay, that's not true. But what are you replacing it with in your mind? Or can you replace it with something another friend had said? Like maybe you got a compliment that day. Um, And so we really, it is a really tough thing to let go of and certainly ignore, um, you know, any of that sort of toxic stuff that comes up at dog shows, okay? And like I said, it's unfortunate that we have to have this conversation, but it is true. And the other reason I want to have this conversation is I want to just make sure that we're all being like amazingly aware of our own voice and actions um, with other people. And since you're listening, I'm sure you're fabulous. Um, but, you know, because even you don't know, someone might be having a bad day and, a, and a, just a sideways comment could hit differently, right? So that's the other thing. We want to make ourselves aware. And we also want to remove ourselves, literally maybe walk away from a huddle of people who are talking and starting to go down a negative or toxic or hurtful path. We can just, you know, oh, I think I hear my dog barking. I better go. And just remove ourselves from that situation and not be part of it, right? There's no need to fan the flames or even nod or laugh or whatever. We don't need to do that because that just promotes it. Even our inaction allows it to continue, right? So again, not my most most uplifting topic that we take on here, um, but I think an important one. So, all right. So when we, so what do we do about it, right? That is the big million dollar question. And we're going to talk about that in one second. Let me get some water. Okay. Super quick. If you've been DIYing your mindset, it might be time to commit to the Q membership. Each month we take on a different theme and go deep on those topics each week. Handlers report back. They have improved their confidence, gotten a handle on pressure, reduced their ring nerves and more. The link to the membership is always in the show notes, and there's a monthly and annual option. If you choose the annual option, be sure to put Q Podcast in at checkout to get an additional month for free. You also get a coaching call with me. Back to the show. Okay, we're back. And yes, in the membership in February, I'm just going to throw out there, we are covering self-talk. <laughs> so um, that if you want to go deeper on this topic, uh, please join us. Anywho, we're talking about the fact that we, what are we going to do? Like, what are our coping mechanisms when it comes to toxic people, toxic actions, bullying? Um, I mean, unfortunately, there is a a long continuum of not so nice things that happen at dog shows, right? Okay, so the first thing I want to direct you to is go back to kind of the Brene conversation that we started with in that don't make it part of your story. Okay. So realize, and I shouldn't say don't because I have to replace the thought, which I will do. um, But you don't need to keep it. You know, someone says a thing to you. It doesn't mean you need to like pick it up and be like, oh yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to put this in my, in my folio of shitty things that anyone's ever said to me. You know, Um, you don't have to keep it. 
And so sometimes um, visuals are helpful for some people to just sort of imagine, you know, it written on a piece of paper and you setting fire to it and letting it go, letting it sort of, you know, turn into ash and get carried away by the wind. So if visuals are helpful to you, visualize that. Um, The other thing is that, um, you know, I really visualize like I don't have to pick that up. That's trash. So maybe you, you visualize yourself picking it up and putting it in the trash or you next time you walk by a trash can, you imagine it in your hand and throwing it away. Okay, I've done that and been like, mm, no, no, thank you. Um, another thing is to energetically brush it off. You know, to really like physically, if someone says something or you're feeling it in a certain way, you know, if you if you can tune in and think about where do you feel that in your body, sort of brush away, sweep off. There's a, there's a term of energetic sweeping, sort of sweep it off, brush it off. Um, that night when you're or morning, next morning or whatever, when you're in the shower, actually take a shower that night because um, you want to like wash it off. Like literally think about all of that stuff going off you, rolling off you and going in the drain. Um, and um, depending on where you are on the woo-woo scale, um, I'm a, probably more woo-woo than most, but um, you know, hurtful things are energy, right? They, they come out they come at us. Yes, there are words. There's a transcript somewhere in the wherevers, um, but it's an energy, right? And and what we are responding to is the that that energy stuck to us, that we picked it up and it's stuck to us in some way. So it is a way of clearing someone else's energy off of you. And that is a real thing. And also calling back all of your power that you might have given away in that moment or was taken from you. You felt like a piece of your power was taken from you. And those are very energetic things that are that energy people will tell you are very real. And it's the same way you can walk into a trial environment, sort of feel like good vibes, bad vibes, rough vibes, you know, that you've walked into a conflict, et cetera, et cetera. And some people are more attuned to that stuff than others. Our dogs are very attuned to it. So you want to make sure that we are staying sort of washed off (laughs) with those energetic things, those those comments and things that, that stick to us. Okay. Um, so that is one thing. And the, the replacement is the replacement thought to have in those moments is that's not my energy. You know, that's not my stuff because in truth, the thing that the person is doing, saying whatever is probably, well, no, is way more about them than you right? It's about their, either their insecurities or their unasked for opinions. Um, You know, some people want to tear others down in an effort to be better than, Um, you know, there's, there's a whole litany of reasons that people are mean and nasty and rude. And uh, most times it, it is rooted in some amount of insecurity or some sort of anger that is really, you know, coming from somewhere else, but is being unleashed upon you for whatever reason. Okay. So we want to make sure that again, to Brene's comment, her quote, that we're not picking up stuff and carrying around stuff that we don't need. Imagine cleaning out your suitcase, you know, of all these shitty comments um, or what have you, like really get visual about it and find a visual that makes sense for you that you can use. 
And then the other thing that goes along with the visuals are to think about yourself kind of in a bubble at a trial. Like if you're going to a trial environment that, you know, you don't love a lot, but it's in your backyard, so you're going anyway, um, you know, think about like how you can sort of protect yourself or ground yourself or how you can remove yourself from that environment or those people, right? Move your chair, move your crate, crate out of the car, don't sit with those, you know, don't sit around those people, things like that. It is much harder. It gets harder at some like breed environments, right? Like specialties or regionals or things like that where um, it feels clickier um, and it's harder to remove yourself from clicks because the groups are smaller or more together, I guess. Um, but I think with, with a little effort, you can think about how you are going to um, stay out of the fray, right? And get away from, you know, those kinds of people, all right? The other thing I think is really important is, while I don't love to imagine all of the terrible things that could be said or could happen or what have you, I do like to have like a response at the ready, <laughs> okay? Now, if you know me, I am not as, I am a very snarky, I have a very snarky sense of humor, yet I am not the mean comeback girl, all right? I'm just not. I I think it comes from like I first of all, I was never good at it. <laughs> like, like as a kid, like I was never good at it. I was the person that would think of the right thing to say, you know, like not an hour later. I mean, like two days later, I would think of the right thing to say. So that was never my forte. All right. Um, I though do use my sense of humor very much as a coping mechanism. Also that's therapy talking. And, uh, and so I will maybe say something funny or maybe, um, I don't know, just just not something mean. I'm not trying to get back, but I do like to have a response. And I do like to have like a neutral response. It doesn't have to be, like I'm not trying to go tit for tat with anybody. Um, like an easy dumb example is this kind of mean girl person um, t- said something about my outfit once. She said, called it interesting. She's like, oh, that's an interesting outfit. And I, and rather than just go, oh, thanks, because I knew it wasn't a compliment. Hello. I just said, well, that's not a compliment. And she was caught completely flat-footed, right? Because she didn't know what to say to that because I said the thing that she was thinking. And so my point in all of this is think about what it is that you could say that makes you feel good, that you leave the conversation feeling good. Like I left that conversation giggling because I got a kick out of it. All right. I didn't say anything mean. I just said something very neutral. Um, And so what is it might help you to come up with a couple of responses if you think that you might be put in a position um, that you have to respond directly to something. Okay. Because I think that sometimes one of the hardest things about toxic people is they catch us off guard and then we feel vulnerable and then we feel like it, like the attack hit. You know what I mean? Like our shields were down. We were left defenseless. And so this, this comment, this thing that, or this action really did land because we weren't ready for it. 
And feeling vulnerable, especially in an environment that we're already being like judged or we're already worried about our performance or we're already worried about all these other things, like can really hit and can really take us out for the rest of the day. Because again, now we're spending our energy responding to their energy, even if they've long left the building. And that's where our head is. And it's not on our performance and our dogs and what we need to actually do in the ring. Okay. So it really can... Um, it, it really can have a lasting effect throughout your day, throughout the whole weekend, if you're not able to brush it off, get rid of it, respond to it. Now, I'm not the kind of person who is confrontational, so that doesn't work for me. Um, I'm not the person who's going to march up and even say to you, you really hurt my feelings. Like, I'm never going to say that to somebody. Um, and i probably need to work on that separately too. Um, But you have to figure out what it's worth um, because sometimes those people don't care that they hurt your feelings or you are only going to spin up more drama or what have you. So I'm not going to tell you what to do for sure. Um, But you need to think about what what you want the environment to be like and at the end of the day, how you want to be seen right? How you want to, what the energy is you want to put back out into the world. Um, If you think the issue can be fixed with, hey, let's have a conversation about this because that really hurt my feelings or whatever. Great. You know, I would imagine, I think it's best to pull the person aside one-on-one so it's not in front of a crowd because people act differently when they think their friends are now judging them, like it's a whole thing. Um, But just think through that, right? Okay, so what have we come up with? First of all, clean up your energy, you know, clean it up, wash it off, throw it away, burn it, you know, whatever it is that you need to do um, to make yourself feel like you've gotten rid of their energy and you are only have yours and you've called yours, your power all back to you. Um, if you know there's going to be something at a trial or a weird environment at a trial, think about where you're going to create, where you're going to sit. Who are you going to gravitate to so that you are not maybe alone in a corner by yourself? Because that's not super fun either. Um, You know, just think about your day and how you're going to manage your day. Maybe load up a couple, you know, neutral responses if that is something that you feel like you need so that you don't feel as vulnerable, you don't feel caught off guard. Um, And really think about like how you want to be thought of. And, you know, I know in some circumstances, you know, it, it seems like, um, bullies especially get like a following and get a group of people together and da 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 da. But it's not everybody. I mean, it might be some people, but it's not everybody. So who's your following? Who's your you know group of friends? Your people that you want to have around you? What what is the energy you know of the people you want to hang out with? Right? Um, and just you know head up and you know chest back or chest up and shoulders back that's what I meant to say and you know just really have a think about who you are and who you want to be in a trial environment and what are the things that you are hoping people say about you and be that right um you know it's one of those things too is as you get more success it's like anything you know on the way up people are all like yeah go girl and on the and once you're up they're like oh let's just get a little load of that you know and so you know haters gonna hate and you're not gonna change them you know it's about them not you and just really think about how you can 
make sure and really be honest with yourself if you are carrying around someone else's comment that you've adopted as your story, right? And ask yourself, is this true? Do you know it in your heart to be true about yourself, about your dogs, about what have you, okay? Um, And then, you know, kind of take it from there and figure out what your plan is from there, all right? So think about that for the week. That's your weekly thought, weekly deep thoughts. And um, as you go into your trial environment this weekend, you know, think about your environment and watch and, you know, just just be observant and just the act of being more observant. I'm going to, I bet you, you extract yourself from at least one conversation. You go home and take a good shower and shower off some of those comments and, you know, make sure that you, you know, sprinkle positivity like glitter. Okay. All right. That's it for this week. No matter what you're up to this week and or week coming up, I hope you have a great week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.